This is Damien Maffei from The Strangers Pray at Night and Haunt, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Uh, you're with myself, Todd. We got Joe and Steve. Sam is once again out. We miss her. Tonight, we're talking about The Platform, which is currently streaming on Netflix. A little Spanish thriller horror movie out there for you guys. Um, I think Joe's got something to share. I know Steve's got a lot of emails. Um, but we're in like week three or four. I don't even know anymore. of freaking coronavirus. So everyone stay healthy, stay safe, buy a lot of food, stay away from people, stop being gross, and just go from there. What's up, guys? Mm-hmm. What's up? Uh, yeah, it's a bummer, man. Like, I was really looking forward to a lot of stuff coming up, and everything just keeps getting canceled. And, I mean, I'm a big con go. I mean, I know you guys go to cons, too, and stuff. So, like, I'm definitely missing going to, like, the horror cons and whatnot. And just being able to interact with people, I guess, in general. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully things get back to normal. Everyone just stay home so we can all get back out there soon. And save Halloween. I, I mean, I'll be really bummed if, like, all of the... October and like Halloweeny stuff gets canceled this year, so we, we gotta we gotta do our part here, folks. For sure. Joe, uh, speak speaking at cons, you went to a virtual con two weeks ago. Oh and god, you, 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 didn't, you didn't talk about it last week, yeah. so I'm really interested in seeing your reaction to it. Yeah, so I actually yeah I completely forgot to talk about it last week, but uh, yeah, there was a first ever online virtual horror convention we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago on the thing so i decided hey let me go jump in here i'll pay the you know the 20 dollars and see what it's about so i can review it here on the podcast well i paid the 20 dollars and i found out the entire event was actually free on um, this Facebook page, which is called um, the Indie Brigade, which is run by George C. Romero, George A. Romero's son. Um, it was advertised really poorly, honestly, because like they said, basically they were saying, okay, you paid the twenty dollars, you would get, um, you know, it was like a ten ten hours each day, like a bunch of Q and A's with celebrities one day, and uh, panels the second day. Well. Like what they failed to mention was that they were going to put it all for free on their Facebook page anyway. So the $20 got you basically like a one-on-one, um, like two minute thing with the celebrity. But what they also didn't tell you was that it was also broadcast for everyone else to see your one-on-one with the celebrity. So I picked Kane Hodder. I didn't even end up doing it because watching it all day was fucking cringeworthy. Like watching people come up and like talk to the celebrities like one-on-one but it's like i don't know it was just like really cringy um the whole event was just i don't know really weird and i I know super nervous or something yeah and just yeah and like there were some real like just like you know you've been to some cons you know like those really creepy people that like will come up and be like yeah so like it's just like really awkward watching it and uh yeah it just, I don't know, it just wasn't run well to me. I mean, granted, it was like a first-time thing, but I don't know. It, it just seemed like, I don't know, it, it definitely could have been done better. And, like, the, this indie brigade people, like, basically they were promoting their own thing the whole time, which, okay, I understand, but, like, I don't know. It, I, it just, I feel like it could, just could have been handled in a way. Um, I know, Steve, you watched a little bit of it, too, since it was ended up being free. 
Um, I, they just didn't explain it well enough for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's not something I would ever participate in again. It just didn't work for me. What'd you? I know you watched the little yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, I watched two of them. I watched King Hodder because I thought you were going to be on. So <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole thing and then you were. And I'm like, damn it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's just so fucking awkward. Uh, you know, because people come on and they're like, well, I met you in 1997. And do you remember that? And like, as if they're supposed to remember. And then it's, it's just those really awkward interactions that you get, you see them at conventions. Like if you, when you're waiting in line and the person in front of you is saying this really stupid, like awkward stuff. But now you have to actually watch it. It's just uh, yeah. super cringeworthy. Uh, yeah, I just didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'd almost prefer if the format was here's four celebrities, like, and they just chat for half an hour between right. each other. Uh, I think that would have been better as opposed to bringing in people. But I guess that's how they were expecting to make money was to have that kind of one-on-one time. But I don't think that should be broadcast. If you're having one-on-one time, they should do it separately where they Skype call you for five minutes and you right. ask them whatever you want and then you move on, you know? Yep. No, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's so, yeah, let's get back to normal horror conventions so we don't have to do it shit like that again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, another thing I wanted to mention was, um, once again, a huge thanks to Charles Band for coming on last week to promote Corona Zombies, which will be dropping, actually, um, today when this episode releases uh, April 10th. Um, and Full Moon just wanted to pass along. Um, they have a uh, discount code right now. If you enter the code uh, CZ20, so CZ20, you will get uh, 66% off your first month of Full Moon uh, features streaming. So that will come to only $2.37 um, for the first month. Uh, Film Room Futures is available pretty much like anywhere on your Roku, on Xbox, Apple TV, uh, Google Play, pretty much, you know, anywhere you can get that stuff. So if you want to watch Corona Zombies, you can, you know, get the first month, only $2.37. So go support, you know, some independent horror. And obviously Full Moon has a great library, so you can watch a ton of horror while you're stuck in this quarantine on there. It's actually a pretty damn good deal. Yeah. For months of their yeah. yeah. Even if you just get it for the one month and then cancel, I mean, you can fucking two dollars and thirty seven cents. You can go through a good chunk of their library. So. Yeah. And then I think after that, it's only, still only like six bucks a month. So pretty. I mean, similar to like a shutter. So yeah, pretty cheap. All right, you guys ready for some questions? Yeah. Yes, right. sir. You can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or you can send us an old school email. Uh, you can do that the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com. We got a few questions this week. Uh, a few of them are actually related to the platform, so I'm going to ask them after we review the film because they do spoil uh, the, the film a little bit. But we did get a few that weren't related. The first one comes from actually my good buddy, uh, Steve. He's actually a filmmaker who's making his first film called The Rage, so shout out to that. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it once it gets closer to filming and stuff, but it's a very cool dude. Yeah, it's a horror film. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's backed by, I forget the actress's name, but she was the first victim in Black Christmas. So uh, just can't, spacing on the name right now. Anyway, so he's at, his question is, uh, how do you feel about them remaking The Others? 
I was we were actually yeah, I was gonna bring this up in news, but I just oh man, I, I think it's completely unnecessary, honestly. Like the movie's what? Like I, I don't know, what are we at? Twenty years old maybe now on that yeah. one? I don't yeah, know. It just, just seems yeah, it just seems like way too soon for a remake to me. And it's just like a movie I don't think that even needs a remake. But yeah, I mean I think they should have waited for sure. Um, you know, but Hey, I mean, they're remaking movies that are like less than 10 years old now. So, but yeah, I mean, to, on this one, I think totally unnecessary. Yeah, I have agree. I haven't seen it in a long time though, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I really like the others. It's a, I think it's a solid ghost film, but I don't think it's a film that really needed a remake. I thought it was done really well in 1999 and it's not old enough to really think okay well maybe with new technology or whatever it's gonna change anything it's basically gonna be the same story but uh i don't know if you had any news but i'd read that a lot of people were interested in being in this like there was a lot of celebrity interest in this so i'm interesting to see where it's gonna go but i just don't see what they can add to the story that would make it deserve a remake were you guys fans of the original yeah i I mean can't like that twist too like how are you gonna improve on that you can't right everyone's gonna see everyone's gonna know yeah. about it now. i mean i guess like obviously the the younger generation like you know like young teenagers and i mean i guess you hear it towards an audience like that and just hope they never saw the original at this point but yeah I, whatever will we will we watch it we probably will and we'll probably end up reviewing it so but uh yeah i mean i just it just seems really unnecessary i'm sure it has something to do with licensing and contracts and stuff like that but it would make sense to just re-release stuff you know and market it again and i don't know i would love to see that but i'm sure you know they can't do that because contracts and shit like that no yeah for sure uh all right so thank you steve and you can find him geek out cinema on youtube if uh he does some really cool interview stuff with uh, celebrities as well uh then next questions we got a few of them here they come from uh mandy she says uh Let's see. Okay, so last week, Mandy. Oh, she, she actually, <laughs> she, uh, she's yeah, she's Canadian. She started it with, "I'm really sorry." Oh my <laughs> God, Mandy, you're so Canadian. Um, <laughs> she says, "I, I, I was watching a Steve on the Sir Sturdy show. Uh, yeah, that's something I didn't mention last week too. That I did an appearance on Horror with Sir Sturdy, kind of representing the podcast and talking about the podcast. And we also reviewed Killer Sofa, so that was a great time." I'll talk about it more once he releases the episode on YouTube, but you could watch it live at the time. And she says, and I really liked seeing you guys being interviewed for once. She said, if you could have any horror actor interview you for a show, who would you want? Oh, jeez. Ooh, great question. Man, I would just, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, people who have podcasts. I guess, like, obviously, like, Kane like Kane, Kane, Felissa and Tiffany have their own podcast. Kane Hodder, obviously, um, which I forget what it's called. Oh, Casualty Friday, which is actually a pretty good podcast. I would recommend listening to that if you're fans of them. Um, so I think they'd be a fun interview, especially uh, Tiffany. Tiffany's quite funny. We've actually had her on before, and she was she was a good interview. It's a t- it's a tough one. It, it really is. Like I was uh, trying to think about it when she sent the question. And I think it would come down to being someone that's, like, fun. So it'd be really cool to be interviewed by Bruce Campbell because, you know, he'd be super, oh, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, funny and, like, 
kind of this dry humor, which I really like and sarcastic. And I think it'd be a fun interview to do with him. Yeah, he'd be super mean to you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think I'd do Lee Winnell. I mean, he's mostly a writer director now, yeah. but I think he would be a really cool guy to just chat with. Definitely. Cool. Uh, her next question she says Shudder just released their cursed film series. Which horror film do you think has the craziest behind the scenes stories? I gotta watch this because I heard I just heard about this. They did uh, The Exorcist and Poltergeist, I think, for the first couple episodes there. And the and the Omen. And the, the three that yeah. are out right now. Yeah. That's yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to watch it, uh, those for sure. Yeah, I was like Poltergeist definitely seems to have the, the craziest stuff. I know uh, the Twilight Zone movie too has like some crazy stuff behind it. Yeah, that guy I think that guy should be in jail personally, John Landis, but I agreed. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those of you and listeners that don't know, um, he was directing a shot where he kept ignoring the safety people for the helicopter, kept telling them to go lower and lower, and then pyrotechnics went off and uh, caused the helicopter to crash, killing the actor, the main actor, and two kids like on film. And then, you know, it's a, the worst thing about that is like when he's exonerated and didn't have to send, uh, spend any prison time, he had a party for it. And that's just like. I don't know, it that's just a piece of shit move. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's uh, actually one of the episodes. I think that's the season finale is going to be uh, the Twilight Zone. So, going to be interested to see how they handle it because it is such a kind of crazy tragedy that happened on that uh, yeah. set. Right. Yeah. Um, I am really looking forward to the show. I haven't watched any episodes yet, but I've been watching something called uh, Dark Side Wrestling or something along those lines and it's kind of the same thing where they take kind of controversial stories that happen and it's super fascinating so i'm interested to see in the horror genre what they have and for me i mean poltergeist is like probably the biggest one but i'm really excited to watch the exorcist Mm. Uh, i listen to a lot of like behind the scenes documentaries and i listen to the commentary a few times and uh, there's a lot of crazy shit that happened on that set as well so that'll be a fun one i'm looking forward to um her next question she says which horror actress uh, actor or actress whose auto you don't have would you want the most and what's the max you would pay for it one for an alive actor and one for a dead one mm. Ooh. uh kurt russell's definitely up there uh for sure because i'm a love the thing and uh and uh, well, it's escaping my mind right now. The other Carpenter movie he's in there, uh, Escape from New York, right? Yeah, NLA. NLA, yeah. Uh, yeah, so R- Kurt Russell's definitely one that jumps in my head uh, right away as far as living. As far as dead, I would probably go uh, Vincent Price would definitely be up there. And what, what's your highest price? Ooh. You'd um, pay for both of them. For, so tough. Uh, I think the most I've ever paid for anyone was Tim Curry, and he was a hundred. I'd probably go a little higher, but like not anything. I mean, I guess the highest I'd probably go on anyone would be like two hundred. Mm, that's a lot. It is. So you do two hundred for Vincent? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, but like I don't know. For me, autographs like I have to meet the person. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. go and buy like a Vincent Price autograph right now, like online for two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I have to meet the person. So if they've already passed away and died, um, you know, I'm not going to go out and 
get it. I mean, if I got it, like, it, you know, if I found one, like, for cheap or something, I would do it, but I wouldn't go and spend $200 right now. Gunnar Hansen's another one that jumps in my head. He's mm-hmm. always one that, that eluded me, and I was supposed to meet him. Then he canceled, and he ended up dying, like, three months later. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say Gunnar. Um, I, I walked right past his table when I was a teenager, like an idiot. Uh-huh. Um, I did the same I, thing with George. Oh, man, it sucks because they're yeah. all getting older, man. But um, so I won't say Gunner then. Um, one that passed away. Toby Hooper, I never met either. West Craven, I never met. Yeah. Man, these fucking guys. Living though, I really want to meet Patrick Wilson, even though I mean he's not predominantly horror. Well, I guess he is now. But um, I hear he's a, he just seems like a cool guy. Plus, I want to like sign something from Watchmen too, over any of the other horror shit he's been in. Mm. Um, but I had a freaking passed away guy in mind. I forgot who he was. If you want to go, Steve. Uh, what What would be your max price for Patrick Wilson? Uh, I'd give Patrick like fifty, because I think he has to like do more stuff. But Gunner, I pay a hundred for. Oh, um, Bill Paxton. If he was still alive, I'd love to meet him for Aliens, and I give him a. I'll give him a hundred twenty bucks. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I got Gunner for 25. <laughs> but, nice. uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and he passed away not, not too long after, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy I went to his table because I did hesitate thinking I'll get him next time, but then I'm like, no, get him now. <laughs> and I'm very happy I did. Uh, as first for a live, for me, I would probably do Jack Nicholson. Um, mm. if he signed something like The Shining, and I, I know it sounds crazy, but I'd probably pay 400 for him. Yeah, I didn't Canadian. Even... I didn't think of that, but I probably would pay a ton for Jack Nicholson on something shining too. What's that like? Eight hundred dollars American, Steve? <laughs> it's the opposite. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, no, it's the opposite, right? Canadian. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it's, a good one. I didn't even think I am. Um. Yeah. So that that would be, I think, the craziest thing alive dead for me and also be vincent price because i grew up watching him because of the hilarious house of frightenstein uh i'd probably pay same thing four or five hundred for him but like you guys i just wouldn't go on a website and kind of take their word for it it'd have to be like in person if it was on a website i'd probably pay 200 for it if it was a reputable enough website yeah but uh, yeah man nicholson was born in 37 man yeah i know yeah you know he's he's on the end oh (laughs) man He'll never, and you'll never, he'll never do a con or anything. No, no. Like that, so, That's yeah, scary. you'd have to like wait outside, and ah, who knows if he'd even stop and sign it these days with his age. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all the questions I had that weren't uh, platform related. So, thank you for sending them, and keep sending them. We can't do this uh, segment without you. And I am drinking a really strong beer right now called Bone Shaker, so I need to wash it out with a little dead, Deadly Grounds coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, so what you guys been watching? I watched a interesting kind of double feature uh, video game slash movie. 
uh, video game obviously took me like a month, um, and it was Doom, 2016's Doom on Xbox One. Uh, first time beating it, really cool game, uh, repetitive, but you're, you're getting what you're going to get. It's a first-person shooter, and you're killing demons, and it can be very satisfying. And then I watched uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Doom from, I think, what, 2000, yep, 2005 is right here. Um, saw that one in theaters, so this is like the first time I watched it maybe since then. Um, it's when The Rock still was kind of shaky on his acting, not the best yet. I think he's a pretty good actor now. Uh, Carl Urban's in it as one of the Marines. And what I don't like about it is it's not related to the game, which is very strange because it's not like demonic related. It's just like weird creature kind of mutation thing. Um, and there's like some, a lot of like cheesy one-liners in it, but overall I think it's a pretty fun movie and it's really good for like, I say like a teenager kind of thing. Um, got some decent gore. The CGI when it, when it happens, isn't too terrible. Um, and just overall, like, a fun movie. So I would actually recommend Doom from 2005. Nice. Uh, first one I got up tonight is from 1973, and it's called Don't Look Now, starring uh, Donald Sutherland. Uh, have you, either of you guys seen this one? I don't think so. No? No, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah, so, like, I was just, like, bored one day, and I just, like, looked up, like, horror movies you should see before you die type thing, and this was one of them that came up, so I was like, huh, never heard of it, so I'll give it a watch. Um, This one's an interesting one. Uh, it's basically about uh, this, you know, married couple. There's, you know, a tragedy happens early on in the movie where um, – I'm not going to spoil really anything here but because I mean, this happens, like, ten minutes in, but um, their daughter uh, drowns in an accident – uh, you know, it's actually quite a, uh, upsetting intro to a movie, kind of brutal with a, a child dying here. Uh, but, uh, so they, you know, to kind of, then we flash forward, you know, maybe a year later or something, uh, the husband and wife are now in Venice, Italy, where the, uh, husband, uh, Donaldson's character is, but he's basically like an architect slash like, uh, restoration expert and he's restoring a church in italy um and they go out to uh lunch one day in venice and we meet up with these like two psychic women who um pull the mother aside and say that they saw um the daughter like with the parents that had passed and uh yeah from there we you know the mother kind of uh, befriends these two psychic people where Donald Sutherland's character is very skeptical. Um, the psychic then warns that Donald Sutherland's life is in danger. While all this is happening, there is also a serial killer on the loose uh, in Venice. And yeah, um, I'll leave it at that. Um, this one was interesting. It Overall, I actually really enjoyed this one. It uh, it's definitely a slow burn. It's a slow mover. I mean, it's the '70s. I feel like a lot of the movies were like that back then. Um, but man, it's a really, really good story. Great acting by Donald Sutherland. One of the weirdest and most graphic sex scenes I think I've ever seen in a movie. And I actually googled it, and this movie is like known for this sex scene. Apparently, it's like a really infamous sex scene. It just actually becomes comical because it goes on like so long and it's basically like you're watching a softcore porno. Um, so yeah. <laughs> dick uh, going butt or something? <laughs> no, dude. It's just like, it's just like really like cheesy music and yeah. like, it just seems like so out of place, but like, I don't know. 
But like I said, the rest of the movie is actually really well done and has probably one of the most bonkers endings like I've ever seen. Like something I did not see coming like out of nowhere. And it just kind of made me like my jaw drop a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend it. I, I think it's a really, uh, a really good one. Uh, you know, there's not a ton of horror in it per se. It's definitely more atmospheric, um, like drama thriller stuff, but uh, it's definitely worth a watch. What was that title? Uh, don't look now. Okay. Um, my first one is the first horror film that shook me in fucking maybe twenty years. Uh, oh. And that, yeah, uh, that's Contagion. So oh, yeah. very popular right now. You're brave uh, to be watching that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was actually number two on uh, Netflix when. As a recommended, so I'm like, you know, why not? I I never seen it, so I figured, let's see what all this fuss is about. And holy shit, it is like exactly what we're going through, yeah. but a little more intense because they like die like really quickly, whereas ours is more of a prolonged, I guess, painful death. Unfortunately, uh, it is crazy how close to the situation we're facing right now it is. They even use the word social distancing uh, in the movie. The whole like touching of things and shows kind of how the disease went from one person to the next, like, and it's just little minor things that people either forgot to do or touch something. Like, for example, um, there's this doctor girl who you think is very integral to the movie, and she's very careful to not do anything, but then she grabs her phone for a call, and that's what gets her killed. It's just like crazy, and they do such a good job of explaining kind of almost like worst case scenario i guess for what we're going through so it was uh, it was the wrong time to watch this i do not recommend it right now but once this thing blows over maybe watch it as a cautionary tale but um yeah fucking just i, I was actually legitimately i don't know shook i guess after it i i got over it quickly but it's a little too real for my taste right now yeah definitely Oddly enough, it's not on American Netflix, and I've never seen it either. Are you sure it's not on there, Todd? Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. Oh wow! It's, it's got it's... out. It's got Outbreak on it. Oh, Outbreak's a good one too. I've seen that one. I've just never seen Contagion. Contagion's definitely more realistic. If you can, I, it might be on Amazon Prime, Todd. I saw it somewhere. It was. It was. It's. It's kicking around somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. I've look for it. To watch it. It's really good, man. It'll, it'll freak you out even more though. I think, like watching it now with all this going on. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Uh, I watched Tiger King, but I think we should save that for a little bit later, if you guys don't mind. That's yeah. got that's pretty sure. deep. <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about yeah. <laughs> uh, but I watched one uh, more. Of, I mean, 100% more of a sci-fi classic. It's listed as a thriller, but it's it's like 99% sci-fi. But it's called Forbi- Forbidden Planet from 1956. Um, a really good movie. It's got a really young uh, shit Leslie Nielsen in it, which you cannot recognize him in his younger form. Uh, we all know him as like the goofball, uh, but really good. These guys go to this planet because they haven't heard from the people in a while. It's kind of like aliens where they don't know what the fuck happened to the colony. Um, and they get there and then in, there's like a monster, but you can't see it. And it like rips people apart. But obviously in the 50s, they didn't have these graphics, so they don't show it. They just imply everything. Uh, but supposedly they grab people and rip their arms off and shit like that. And then, um, yeah, they figured out that uh, it's basically this doctor's negative thoughts um, that manifest into the form of a creature that you can't see. And then they take off because they don't want to die. 
but uh, Forbidden Planet is a really good classic. Like when you think 1950s sci-fi, um, this movie will have everything for you. So very good, Forbidden Planet. All right. Uh, next one I got is from 1987, and uh, this was actually a first-time watch for me. Uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Uh, either of you guys seen this one? Yeah, I, I own it on the steel book, but I don't know if I've ever plugged it in, to be honest. All right. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm actually going through. I'm basically doing my own retrospective on my own right now. I've like watched like uh, seven Carpenter movies in the past like week. Um, just kind of going through his whole filmography, uh, catching stuff. I Actually, there's a lot of stuff I hadn't seen. Well, like four or five movies I hadn't seen before, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, this one is basically about this, uh, essentially like a research team is like brought in because there's like uh, some sort of like uh, like mysterious cylinder in the bottom of a church uh, that's basically opening up a portal to hell, pretty much. Uh, and they're like trying to like, figure out like how like this well at first they don't know it's like opening up a pool of hell and they're just trying to figure out like what it is and like what's going on with it uh this one famously stars donald pleasance uh and yeah uh, and also alice cooper makes a cameo in this as well interestingly uh over honestly though i was actually pretty disappointed with this one uh you know it's okay but i you know for carpenter i was actually quite bored by a lot of this movie i thought it was it was very slow moving um you know there is some good parts in here here and there but honestly probably not something uh i would watch again um all right my next one is from 1958 it's war of the colossal beast uh a couple months ago i talked about uh the movie that came before it which is the amazing colossal man it's about a guy who um goes into a nuclear blast and then starts growing six feet every day and then becomes like extremely large. Uh, then goes on a rampage and seemingly dies in the first film, but he did not. Apparently uh, he actually survived his uh, supposed demise and he walked all the way to Mexico and this is his return. And it's about the military trying to hunt him down and stop him once and for all. Uh, the reason I watched this, if anyone goes to Disney World uh, at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, they have you sit in a car and you're like at a drive-through, uh, not drive-through, like a drive-in theater, and they play old horror slash science fiction films on the screen. And there's a trailer for Amazing Colossal Man that plays there every time I go. So to see that there was a sequel, I was super excited about it. Uh, it's cool. It, it, it's kind of a fun film if you like 1950s kind of sci-fi horror films um i like the makeup that they had because he was supposedly like hurt in the first one so he has kind of a half face that's a skull and half his regular face which was actually done because they changed actor and didn't want to tell anyone so they kind of hit his face so people didn't notice um yeah uh, if you like that kind of stuff i would recommend it but um yeah uh, watch the amazing colossal man first and then war of the colossal beast after so that's it sounds cool you can't beat 1950s posters to begin with. Oh, I love it. I love, yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, I did 19, I think 83. Let me look. Yeah, 1983, The Day After. Um, it's a made-for-TV movie about nuclear war, um, and it's set in a small Kansas town. Um, so 
uh, back during the Cold War, the Soviets invade uh, Western Germany, and then the Americans fire back with nukes, and then everyone fucking nukes each other. And it's um, it's very bleak. I, I've been kind of in like a nuclear war kind of phase. It sounds kind of weird, but that kind of um, subject matter is kind of really interesting to me right now. And another one, the British version of this is called Threads, which is to this day the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, just the subject material and how they handle it is just very gruesome. This one's not as good as that, but it's still very brutal in the way that um, there's no main character. You you have some uh, pretty famous actors, especially from the time. Um, I mean, Steven Gutenberg is uh, one of the actors, and um, like you'll have a main doctor, you have a, a family on a farm, you have a soldier. Um, you'll be with the soldier for ten minutes, and then he'll randomly cross paths with the doctor, and he'll his you know he'll be almost his skin will almost be melted off and all his hair's missing, things like that. Doctor's going strong for 10 minutes and then he walks to his old family's house. It's just bombed out and he just collapses and dies, things like that. And like the, you know, the beautiful teenage daughter, um, her lips are falling off and all this shit. It was meant to like scare the world leaders into not being assholes, you know, um, back in the eighties. And uh, just, I mean, the the effects are very dated, don't get me wrong, but it's still a very effective movie. So if you want to watch like a good made-for-TV movie about, you know, possible nuclear war, The Day After is really good. And I also can't recommend can't recommend Threads enough, too, from England. Fun fact, scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. It's, uh, the, I know, the, man. The I day after. was a kid, too. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. my dad, uh, you know, he lived through the Cold War. So he was telling me as we're watching it that this is something that could happen. And I was just scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. So I definitely remember that film. Yeah, one of the things that stuck with me from a kid is when uh, Gutenberg takes his hat off and he's bald. I was like, damn. That's always, like, stuck with me. But, uh, yeah, really good. Really unnerving, too. Yeah. I've o- I've always heard a lot of people talk about that movie, but I've never seen it. I'll have to I'll have to look for it. I, you know what I've never seen either is The Stand, and I've I've heard a lot of people say that's kind of relevant now too. Is there two versions of The Stand? Because I remember one had uh, uh, I forget his name, very Garrett famous basketball. Steve? No, I don't I don't remember Gary Sinise, but I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There you go. Is that yeah, the original he, he, or remake? He's in it. Is there only there's, one version? There's only one version right now. There's one coming out next year, hopefully. But okay. uh, right now is one version. He is uh, he's just like a guy who tells people that the the world's about to end with like a sign. Okay, that's so, all I remember from it. Yeah, it's, it, I actually really like it. It's slow, it's long, but there's a lot of great actors in it, and it's uh, it's good. All right, I'll have to, yeah, I I I I definitely want to watch it, but I keep seeing it's like it's like six over six hours, right? Yeah, it was it was like a four episode miniseries, so yeah. it's uh, an hour and a, yeah six hours, an hour and a half per episode. So yeah. All right, maybe this weekend I'll I'll jump into it. We'll see. Uh, what, Steve, what do you think of Prince of Darkness? Just out of curiosity. It's been a long time, but I remember being disappointed by it. Uh, not one of my favorite Carpenter films, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, all right, my last one tonight is from uh, 1990, and this one is uh, I think. Actually, one of Todd's favorites, because I think he's talked about it on the show before, and it's actually a first-time watch for me, and that is Jacob's Ladder. Uh, Jacob's Ladder, starring uh, Tim Robbins, who is uh, basically a Vietnam War vet who comes home after... uh, We don't really know what happens. The movie opens with kind of like this flashback scene where... You know, they're all just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden, like some of them start like foaming at the mouth and shit like that. And then like guns start going off and shit. And 
You're like, what the fuck's going on? And then all of a sudden we flash to Robbins just kind of living his everyday life. Um, but he obviously has like severe PTSD and also like uh, dissociative disorder because like he's like seeing things that, you know, aren't there or we don't know if they're actually there or not. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of good visuals in this entire movie of like a lot of uh, creepy stuff and whatnot. And, you know, the basically the whole movie is kind of going through his life where we really don't know what's real and what's not because we kind of it's very disorienting. You have you know, like three different things like happening and you don't know, you know, which life is real and which one isn't. And yeah, it's uh, very interesting. And then obviously I'm not going to spoil it, but you do find out at the end of what was really going on the whole time. Um, it's, I mean, it's a great movie. I, I mean, it's just like a really well-made film, like altogether a fantastic performance by Tim Robbins in here. You also have Macaulay Culkin in here who plays uh, his son, which he's also dealing with that, um, the death of his son, um, which is a big part of the story as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, a fantastic movie. It wasn't what I expected. Um, cause you know, I, I don't know if I would really consider this a horror film per se, more of kind of like a, horrific drama um i mean there's definitely horror elements in there but um not something i would call a, a total horror movie but still a, a fantastic film and i definitely recommend it powerful movie absolutely yeah uh my last one uh not too long ago i watched uh, tusk and i figured well i might as well go back and watch yoga hosers as well oh, no. uh, th this was the second time watch i'd seen it close to when it came out uh yoga hosers is about the two uh, kind of uh, i don't know how you call them corner stores i guess is that what you call them in the u.s <laughs> sure that works yeah because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway we call it differently here but yeah so to the two girls who work at a corner store who happen to be kevin smith and uh johnny depp's uh, daughters and we're also featured in tusk a little bit so it's about them and they're kind of like these rocker girls and they interact with these little doll things called uh, uh, you know, uh Ratsis, and then they attack some people and it's just it's just a fucking mess of a film uh you have a lot of cameos which is kind of cool because it kind of kept me interested a little bit in it to see which cameos were going to come but i find the jokes are super lazy like the canadian jokes i had the same issue with uh tusk like you can make good Canadian jokes, like things are funny about Canadians, but those are the same old things you always hear, like people saying sorry and a boot and all that stuff. It's just not, it's not original. So I was hoping that they'd go kind of more original and make fun of other things. But overall, just a terrible movie. The acting is just atrocious uh, from everybody involved. The, uh, the effects of the Bratzies are really bad. Uh, the kills are a little entertaining, I guess, but... I wouldn't recommend this unless you really want to watch, you know, Tusk and this because they're kind of related. And at this point, I don't think we're ever going to see Moose Jaw. I think this killed that, but uh, hopefully we do. And I hope it's more like Tusk and less like this. Yeah, Tusk is dope. I couldn't yeah. get past the first scene in Yoga Hoses where they're it's, singing. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's terrible. I, I watched the whole thing and it was a chore. Oh, <laughs> freaking Steve watched it twice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's yeah, just like no, it, it was. Kevin Smith just makes movies to get his daughter in acting gigs now, man. It's like, ugh. yep. 
I don't think she's that great yeah. not to rag on her or anything. No, it, it, yeah, it, she's just not a good actress. You know, it's too bad, but she just doesn't, just isn't good. You know, it's just, uh, the acting in this is just, even Johnny Depp is just terrible in this. It's just, I just can't get past it. I mean, come on. You got Johnny fucking Depp and you can't think a good character out of him. It's terrible. Besides the character, some of the characters, what's the connection, Tusk? Anything? Uh, no, they're, no, they're just famous because they uh, helped find the, you know, the killer, uh, the, like the Tusk character and everything, the walrus. Oh. So that's really all it is. It's uh, it's got the same characters. Johnny Depp plays the same detective. Um, takes place in the same town because that's where it was. But did they rescue Justin Long? Uh, well, they kind of did in, the, in Tusk, right? No, they left him the fucking wallow in his, right, yeah. his doghouse. Well, that, that, that's rescuing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, weirdly enough, Justin Long is in this as well as another character. He plays like a yoga instructor. Um, I don't like it. No, it's 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 stu- it's the whole movie. It's just absolutely <laughs> fucking stupid. So and and I like I like Kevin Smith. I think his early stuff is great. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Now he's just like doing it to get his daughter in there, and it uh, sucks. I didn't see uh, more. What? No, James Bond Bob two yet though. So I haven't either. So. All right. Well, it's funny you actually bring that up because I was going to bring it up on news, but since we're talking about it, I'll bring it up now. But Kevin Smith just did a uh, Q&A recently, and he said Moose Jaws may still be happening. Uh, he was ca- uh, His quote is, uh, Moose Jaws is the movie I'm doing that's Jaws, but with a moose instead of a shark. It's so weird that you bring it up. We have a phone call about it with some of the folks uh, that we um, – made uh the last movies with next week a conference call so yeah it may be bubbling back to life um wouldn't that be nice head up to the canadian outdoors spread far apart from everybody making movies uh one day we we're allowed to do that sort of thing so yeah movement on moose jaws is happening so we shall see <laughs> uh do you guys want to talk about tiger king sure oh, yes <laughs> boy oh boy i had no idea that the secondhand zoo market was so full of drama. Yeah. Um, free Joe, Joe Exotic, first of all, free him. He's innocent. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but man, I, I, I was, it was, it's riveting TV. Like everyone's <laughs> a piece of shit in it, and it's just like keeps you glued to the screen. We watched it in two days, and that's pretty fast for us. And uh, man, I. Okay, Carol, let's talk about that bitch, Carol Baskins, real quick. <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin, bitch. She definitely killed her husband, right? I'm thinking Fucking yes. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's definitely involved somehow, some way. And she's really just like a shitty person. Like, she really fucked over some people. But everyone fucks over everyone on this, that Everybody. whole show. Man, I, I, and I'm actually Team Joe on that. I gotta say, Joe Exotic got fucked over bad. Like, he totally got sold out. And I think he was set up, honestly. Like, I think they set him up to put him in jail. I, I think Joe's uh, one of the only like real people in the show like yeah you can tell he really cared about the tigers because he was almost like mauled by one and he didn't kill him mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i'm like all right this, like if, if you fucking hated the tigers and you're, it was all for money you would have shot that motherfucker real fast but then i mean of course he had a drug problem and all that there's definitely something wrong with him you know going right. these 18 year old boys um yeah he's but, no saint but no 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 <laughs> but, but but why was he the only one charged with anything and how does if if i go to hire steve and i give him allegedly three thousand dollars to kill you joe i'm going to jail too 
Right. Or, well, they, Hitman's going to jail too. They they took the other guy. You know, you know, they make deals like that all the time where you flip on the other person. And they like shit. give you like fucking you know uh, what's that called? immunity or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. bullshit. But I mean, that that's how they put. I mean, it was it was they were against Joe the whole time. They were they were building a case against him and. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many people sold him out, and not one person went to bat for the guy. I mean, after like the loyalty he showed to all these people, like it real. I I don't know. I think he got fucked. Like I I'm really Team Joe on this one. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I, I chalk the killing Carol stuff up to just guys bullshitting. You know? Right. Is it right? No, but it, guys bullshit about a lot of stuff. Like the whole Trump grab grab by the pussy thing is just guys talking shit and being stupid. That's what I chalk that up to as well, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, I don't believe these crackheads, you know, especially that Jeff Loeb piece of shit. I think he's one of the <laughs> biggest pieces of shit ever. He's, but the best dressed. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I, I like the one skinny guy with the long hair. When like one, the reporter asked him like something like, "What do you think about her husband?" He's like, man, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, there, there's just so like okay. So anyone listening, I'm gonna spoil it a bit. So if you haven't watched this, maybe skip like five minutes. It's just every fucking twenty minutes something would happen that you're like, holy <laughs> shit! How did like girl gets her arm ripped off? Uh, which was which was bad, of course. But did you notice that Joe immediately goes and gets like a fancy fucking yeah, uh, jacket? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's always for the camera, and then there's that, then there's his fucking husband that shoots himself in the head. Um, that was sad. I, 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 oh, yes, yeah, super sad. But just not, and then there's, uh, I, I, we share on the chat, but uh, Carol Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin, bitch. When she married, like, her current husband, he's like in a tiger suit, and <laughs> she's got him on a leash and stuff, and the wedding pictures. Like, this show was so fucking Weird. insane when he ran for president, and it's just, holy I shit. I what I knew about him back then I oh, he, well i i did because i watched john oliver and yeah. they talked about it during the 2016 election but i i didn't realize that this guy was that fucking interesting you know it's just <laughs> there's so much the show there's so much and it, it was amazing i just loved it yeah it's fucked up though like you know that more tigers are in captivity than there are like out in the actual wild that's yeah uh, crazy yeah you know what his um, one of the one of the strangest things I saw I think Joe did was when his husband died and then like a scene later he's talking <laughs> about his balls. Yeah. Like and his his mom's clearly like tweaking on meth. Right. Like, at her son's funeral. And that was fucked up that he invited her to like his oh, other God. wedding like three weeks later and like it was just for like a photo op or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's definitely no saint, and he's definitely fucked up. But I honestly don't. I don't. I don't think he deserves to be in prison for 23 years or whatever. Yeah. But um, do you did you guys do you guys think that his husband accidentally shot himself, or do you think he did intentionally? I think he did intentionally because if yeah. you listen to the lead up to it, uh, he was talking about how he was imprisoned and couldn't go out, and he felt like trapped in this relationship. And immediately after, he shot himself. So I think it was maybe it was a spur of the moment thing. But he and actually, if you watch it too, he's smoking a cigarette and he says, "This is my last cigarette uh, uh, I know, before I die or something." So I, I think it was, he he intended to kill himself. 
That's too bad, man. Good looking fucking kid, and he's with this creepy old guy. Right. Oh, man. And then, yeah, he's a polygamist. He's a fucking country western singer. It's just oh, like, his, music. <laughs> his music's good, man. Well, it's not him singing. Yeah, it's not him singing. What? He's no, he just paid someone and he lip syncs over it. He got Millie Van- He's like basically Millie Vanilli oh style. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess that didn't come out in the documentary, but I guess people found out like once the documentary released that, like he it was like a country singer that died, right? The guy's like dead or whatever now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dang. <laughs> it's just yeah, there, there's just so much about this documentary. It just always took a left turn that you didn't expect, and it was, it was awesome for it. Just oh my god, and like when he was running for president or maybe for governor, I forget which one. Uh, he's, he's handing out condoms with his face yeah. on it. I was like, <laughs> I want one. I, I wonder if they have him online. Oh my god, yeah, they must be worth so much right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, they're probably skyrocketing in price now, but... <laughs> There's probably a bunch of knockoffs, too. Yeah. Probably, but probably. yeah, crazy shit. And then, like, the guy who comes out the most normal-looking is that uh, Doc guy who fucking runs a cult and is, like, <laughs> molesting seven... And is, like, basically, like, breeding 17-year-old girls to marry, so... <laughs> oh my god, 70 bucks bidding right now for one of the condoms <laughs> jeez oh, yeah. oh 117 bucks bidding all right i'm not oh. buying one yeah but doc was um hella creepy man yeah hella creepy yep. i think the only like one of the straight up normal dudes was the dude with the monkey the whole time <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh yeah. wait the guy who like murdered a bunch of people what yeah. <laughs> the, the, the guy that went into business with the the one that went in business a business with the the guy that sold out Joe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that guy. Remember the, the drug cartel guy too, who like murdered people. Which yeah, one? Yeah, he's, he's he's the guy who they based like Scarface on or something. Oh like yeah, 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 okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just never ended with this fucking show. Like, there's always something. It's it, like it if was... you wrote this show, people would like be like, "No, nah, man, it's too unrealistic." Yeah, I, exactly. Uh, it was just, ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love, and I love the guy who was like trying to do make the reality show too. He was a character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a character in himself. Did you see? There was a meme that came. I saw today. It was like proof that uh, he like burned down the studio, and it's like a side by side with him and Freddy Krueger because they both are wearing the fedora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? 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 Supposedly professional filmmaker doesn't back up his footage. Right. That's like right. stupid as fuck. But I don't think he did it. I think it was Carol's husband did it. Probably, yeah, probably someone involved with Carol. I mean, that whole fucking... And then, like, she's like a fucking mad genius in her own way because, like, she gets all these fucking Slaves. psychos to, like, volunteer all their fucking time. Like, this is, like... It's basically, like, slave work for a lot of them. They're making, like, $100 a week for, like, seven 12-hour days. That was just for Joe's people got 100 bucks. Right. She- Hers ain't and Harold is completely free though. Yeah, like she's she's got people volunteering, working like Christmas and shit for free. She's a millionaire like, too. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a green shirt now. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, how she's the biggest hypocrite because she does exactly the same thing they do. Oh yeah, definitely. She has a zoo and they come look at. <sighs> yeah, I, I was looking at her Instagram right now when we're talking and like, there's a lot of followers are just like worshiping her still it's, oh yeah she has which, a yeah she has a huge fall like did you see like like she has like a massive youtube she makes she's probably making she's making bank off that youtube channel they said she had like hundreds of millions of views carol fucking basket bitch 
So speaking uh. of that, uh, now how, how, what about Joe Exotic's like fucking like YouTube show or whatever it is? Oh my god! <laughs> my my favorite quote in that whole fucking documentary is, uh, "How many people watch this thing? Oh, it's on the internet worldwide." I wish I would have known about. it. I would probably would have watched it. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you watched uh, any? No, just what was oh. on the show. Okay, I've watched a still... couple of his music videos, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still there. It's fucking... Fa- I watched the one where he's reading her diary. Oh, my God. It's just so funny and so crazy. How did they get her diary? I don't know. They don't explain it. He, he yeah. just, like, starts the thing, and he's, like, about to read the diary. It's 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 crazy. Wow. Yeah, you got to watch the show, guys, if you haven't. So it's just... Seven yeah, episodes. It's just so interesting. Yeah, there's one coming out next week, I think. What? Yeah, yeah I heard yeah, that. Yeah, what's they're adding an extra about? episode. No. I think it's a follow-up, like kind of where are they now and what's happening next. Wow. And uh, they're reopening the case into Carol Baskins, and that's going to be a whole new documentary that uh, Discovery ID is doing. Oh, wow. God. Yeah. They're going to find something. Carol, like, I wonder if she regrets doing it now, you know? For sure. She, like, opened a huge can of worms with her, like... I feel like she came out like the ultimate villain on all of this. And like yeah. she was supposed to, I think, be like the good one, but. <laughs> Probably because she has that uppity, like, smart ass look at all times. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think they'll find something because it seemed like those cops that they're interviewing were really, like, super small town. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really, like, investigate it. I, I bet these, for some private investigators, are going to find a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I freaking want to drink a couple beers with Joe, though, man. I think it'd be so fun to hang out with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You, make you ride the tigers and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man. I like how his husbands weren't gay, too. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just wanted masks from him. That's really all they wanted. Pretty much if you uh, take a D yeah. in your butt and you're a dude, you're gay. But I guess apparently not <laughs> in Tiger King. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And how perfect was it that he's not only gay but a polygamist? Like it's just like, <laughs> God. He's like, there. He's like no stereotype because he shoots guns, but he's like not a ultra Republican. It's, right. it's just super weird. Man, I like Joe. Joe's cool. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, they, they actually like the, the, how big of a deal he is. He got mentioned at the um, like press briefing. Uh, and Trump said he'd look into his case or something. Someone asked if he would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how crazy is it that this guy who wanted fame so badly goes to jail with basically no fame, and once he's in jail, the president of the United States is fucking talking about him? You know? Right. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, they got 32 million views in a, a week. That's the second biggest Netflix premiere ever uh, under just Stranger Things season three. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Hey, he got coronavirus too in prison. I wonder how's he actually. Doing? It turns out he didn't. Oh, uh, really? He's he he's just in quarantine to so he doesn't get it. He's on Corona quarantine, but uh-huh. he doesn't have it himself. Apparently, that was like just news that was fake. I guess. Do you guys have a favorite quote or moment? Man, I I really there's like so many, right? But like. I liked when he was uh, in the cage and like the tiger just starts fucking like <laughs> taking him down, like attacking him. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, I like, I like, I don't know why, but when the alleged hitman, <laughs> he's just reflecting about Joe and he's like, "Goldilocks, bitch." 
That's, that part just like always gets me when I think about it. Oh, uh, and I also died when uh, they called that other guy. Oh, I forget his name now, but they called him a wa- a walking Chucky doll. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's and, creepy, man. And then, his, and then, oh, actually, maybe the highlight is him on the jet ski. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, we like, all riding tough. the jet ski like it's all yeah. majestic and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, like this big fat tumble large, just like riding the jet ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, oh my god <laughs> fuck man yeah, hey, this shows too fucking much man it is but how loyal is that one chick that got her arm ripped off I oh know. my god it's five crazy. days after she went back to work <laughs> fuck I get a cold and I'm out five days <laughs> <laughs> I'll never financially recover from this oh that's a, that's a <laughs> that's great, great line, line yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man Joe Exotic what a great man <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That, that was like it, that. That could not have come out at a, like the, a more perfect time, right? Seriously. Right. Like, ugh, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, good show. All right. Yeah. All right. Should we head over to some news? Do it. All right. Well, before we head over to horror news, um, Freddy Krueger himself, Robert England, just did a little PSA for uh, coronavirus awareness. So give it a listen right here. Hi, Robert England here. Remember, be safe, stay at home, wash your hands, and if you do have to go to the grocery store, wear your glove! <laughs> All right, so let's get into some horror news now. Um, starting off uh, on a couple of um, somber notes here uh, to start. Uh, rest in pieces. Um, first, today... Actually, we lost uh, Dieter Laser, of course, most famously known for playing the crazy uh, doctor in The Human Centipede. Um, the guy was quite a character. If you've ever watched any interviews with him or anything, um, I know he's done a few cons. I never had the chance to meet him. I don't know if you guys ever did, but um, definitely a memorable uh, character. Um, and he was 78 years old, so rest in peace to him. Uh, also, a rest in peace to uh, Jaws actress uh, Lee Fierro. Uh, she actually died uh, from complications due to the uh, coronavirus. Um, she was 91 years old, um, so rest in peace to her as well. Uh, all right, next bit of news here is, uh, of course, coronavirus stuff you've been hearing every week. Continuing delays, uh, the next, the latest casualty is Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Um, that has been pushed from June to September 25th, 2020 now. So hopefully things are better by then and we'll be able to watch all of these movies getting delayed sooner rather than later. Um, also, in other Jaws news, uh, has just been announced that to celebrate its 45th anniversary, Jaws will finally be getting a 4K Ultra release um, with also a uh, collector's edition uh, packaging that will include a 44-page collectible booklet um, that will be arriving in stores on June 2nd. So if you're a Jaws fan, that is definitely going to be uh, a must own. 
next bit of news here. Uh, another delay for you guys. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's latest movie, uh, untitled right now, um, but his he had a thriller scheduled to come out um, this year, but it has now been pushed to February um, 2021. So another delay on that. Um, and also, The Invisible Man will be coming Obviously, you can get it right now for 20 bucks. You can rent it, but if you want to own the physical copy, it will be coming on Blu-ray, 4K, and DVD this May, um, May 26th to be exact. Uh, and you can also own it digitally May 12th. Um, it is going to have a bunch of uh, bonus features, including uh, deleted scenes, uh, director commentary with Lee Whannell, and a bunch of other good stuff. So you can pick it up. Uh, also, Charles Manson fans, uh, there will be Epics is coming out with a six-part Charles Manson documentary series titled Helter Skelter uh, that will be premiering uh, this June. And finally, tonight, I mean, have you guys, Todd and Steve, Steve, have you guys ever just sat down and said, man, I really wish that there was a Cannibal Holocaust video game? Funny you say that. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> well, it th- your dream is now a reality because it has just been announced to celebrate 40 years of Cannibal Holocaust. They are creating a video game. It will be available November 2020 on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and mobile. The game will be titled Cannibal. And Cannibal will be an interactive horror graphic adventure made with Unity with the direction and script of Ruggiero Dodato and the original drawings of Solo Masalo, in which the player will take control of different characters to reveal little by little the background led them to a desperate exposition, expedition to the virgin jungles of Bernero. And of course, get to discover the end of the story, destined, destined to shake from the foundation's every certainty acquired during the game so there you go <laughs> sounds like a point and click game yeah prop i mean i wouldn't expect too much out of this <laughs> that's for sure oh yeah yeah but sometimes when you have lo- low expectations sometimes can surprise you right so uh, but it's just like when i heard this yesterday i was like who the fuck asked for this like this is not of all the horror franchises out there that can make great video games I never thought Cannibal Holocaust would be the one that would get a, a treatment. So, but then again, I, I felt the same about Blair Witch. I didn't think Blair Witch was very apt for a video game, and it was actually not too bad. So, who knows? We shall see. November. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised it's actually coming to like Xbox and Nintendo. I figured that would be like just kind of one you like would have to find and download yourself type thing. So. Yeah, well, Xbox and PS4, I'm not surprised. They have a lot of indie games, but this fucking shocks me that it's going on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Like, that, that, because Nintendo curates their library a lot more than Microsoft and Sony. Like, they kind of just let a lot of stuff go on to their services. But Nintendo, that really, really surprises me. So that actually kind of worries me a little bit because if Nintendo's doing it, sometimes that means that the, horror, the game's not that graphic. So we'll see. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, all right, and the last bit of news here is uh, for you parents out there, Todd, I'm looking at you. 
Um, but the uh, Bloody Disgusting recently came out uh, with a list for the best kid-friendly horror you can stream at home right now. Well, you know, so if you want to introduce your kids to some uh, kid-friendly horror while you're, you know, you're stuck at home right now with the whole family, this is a perfect time. So here we go. Uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which is a fantastic television series, is currently on Tubi TV, which is a free app. Um, I have really fond memories of that show, um, Saturday Morning Cartoons. That is a great one. So highly recommend that one. Also, Toxic Crusaders, currently streaming on Prime Video, Scooby-Doo, and Zombie Island, which is an amazing movie. I watched that a lot growing up. Um, my brothers were big Scooby-Doo fans, and um, I was like, I think I was like a teenager when that came out, and even I fucking love that one, and that that is currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, also, Monster House, great, great movie on Netflix. Little Monsters. Another personal favorite, also on Netflix. Um, that movie actually has some really fucking creepy parts. Uh, also, Don't Look Under the Bed, which uh, is a pretty memorable one. That one is streaming on Disney Plus right now. That one actually, I think, was taken down by Disney at one point because like it was can, got too many complaints from parents for being too scary. Uh, also, The Black Cauldron is also streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, and The Monster Squad streaming on Prime Video. And finally the gate currently also streaming on prime video that's a solid list no gremlins though surprised yeah i don't know if that is that anywhere right now streaming i'm not sure yeah these are all like just on streaming platforms for free right now or if you're subscribed obviously to any of those but yeah definitely a solid list there so yeah introduce your kids to some horror if you haven't done it yet and yeah that's it for horror news well, are we jumping into the uh, platform now? Let's do it. There are three kinds of people. The ones above, the ones below, and the ones who fall. So this is, uh... The pit. Bingo. Mr. Chimagasi, do you know how this all works? It's obvious. We must eat. What will it be? Whatever the ones above don't want. It's disgusting. How many are below us? <laughs> Soon there will be less. Was that a person? Obviously, it was a person. Nobody's gonna do anything! If everybody ate only what they needed, the food would get to the lowest level. Help me go down. Down a suicide. Hunger will drive you mad. You have a big heart, but honestly, I don't think you'll survive for long. Let me pull up the IMDb on it, even though it's pretty easy to explain. But um, all right, straight from IMDb. 
a vertical prison with one cell per level, two people per cell. One only, one only, who the hell wrote this? <laughs> yeah, I know, I read that, I was waiting for you to mess it up, because I was like, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I'm going to read it as it says, it's not me, people. One only food platform and two minutes per day to feed from up to down. <laughs> and then this, all right, fuck this description. All right, so there's a prison. In the, the center of the prison is a big freaking uh, bottomless pit, uh, a vertical shaft. And uh, every so often, a platform lowers from the level above it with food on it. Uh, depending on what level you're on is depending on what quality, quality of food you're going to get. If you're on, like, level one, you get all the fresh food. And then, you know, if below that, people start fucking with it. They'll piss in it. They'll put their feet all over it. They'll eat as much as possible. And there's multiple levels that you don't really know how many how far it goes down. Uh, two people per level, and we start off with our, our main character, um, his first day in the prison, and he has a cellmate, this older gentleman that starts explaining things to him. He's like, hey, motherfucker, you got to eat. We're on level like 47, I think it was, 48, something like that. And um, it's just like a bunch of slop at this point, but the old dude's just going to town on it because there's hundreds of levels to this thing. You truly don't know how many there are, though. And it follows these guys around, follows our main character. Um, they're in the same cell for 30 days. At day 30, they're gassed, and they wake up in a brand-new level. You don't know if it's going to be good or bad. could be in the 200s. It could be in the single digits. Um, it's just the luck of the draw, and that's where we're at. Um, I love this movie, guys. I was really into it. Uh, natively, it's uh, filmed in Spanish, so on Netflix, switches to Spanish. If you want to have like the true experience, we have to read subtitles because it's just really weird having English on it. Did you both? I did it with subtitles. I did too. Yep. Me too. And um, I was glued to it the entire time. I mean, we'll talk about the downfalls a little bit later, but I didn't find anything wrong with this. I The acting was great. I really liked the setup. Um, I love the opening scene where there's like a, a, like a posh chef and he's like just being an asshole about make sure the food's perfect and then you see it go to these prisoners and they just shit all over it and just like they're just gross and grody and shove their faces. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I'm right on. I'm right there with you, Todd. I loved this movie as well. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. Honestly, going in, I didn't watch a trailer. Like all I had seen was just kind of some buzz online and stuff like that. And uh, so I went into it pretty blind. And man, I was like hooked almost instantly. Uh, you know, I don't. There's really like no dull moments in this movie. It moves along at a great pace. Um, and it's just like a really good, interesting story. It also obviously has like a ton of layers, which I'm sure we can get into later, um, dealing with, you know, society and class and stuff too. But, you know, we can get into that later. But, uh, yeah, overall, I, I really love this movie. It's so far one of my favorites of 2020. And, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I watched it. Yeah. And same exact thing for me. Uh, absolutely love this movie. Uh, I would say this is my favorite film of 2020 so far. Um, Me too, great... buddy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great film. The performances are really good. It was very philosophical. Like It made me pose a lot of questions, not only about the film, but to myself, which was really great. So I had the movie kind of in my brain for days after watching it. Uh, it just there, There's just so many like layers to this movie, like you said. It's just great. And every time that I felt like it, the story was maybe starting to go more like stagnate a little bit and they boom they'd switch uh floors or switch 
like year and it would come interesting again so i was never bored i was totally into it from beginning to end and curious as to where all this was going so i i adored this film just awesome film yeah and the movie like never leaves the prison you're in the prison the entire movie yep yeah the whole thing which is interesting and very very cool yeah i don't know about you guys but i got really heavy cube vibes from it yeah yeah for sure yeah um which is amazing movie by itself but um how scary was it or off-putting was when he woke up in the second room and he's tied up to the fucking bed yeah. and the yeah. old dude's like yeah, hey was... man i'm gonna have to eat you <laughs> i'm gonna try hard not to at first <laughs> I'm like oh no right and i actually i liked the old guy character Me like too. i thought he was he was like one of my favorite characters of the whole movie. And I like that even like after he dies, like they kind of keep him around as kind of like his, like a ghost. I really like that uh, aspect for sure. And I liked how they used uh, obviously a lot in the movie or obvio as they, as they kept saying. Yeah. Don't steal my word. <laughs> who, who would bring a dog into the prison? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst. Like that's yeah. the worst item you can bring to that prison. But like, Ever. how can they just let you like pick whatever the hell you want? They just don't give a fuck. I guess like just not because they're <laughs> they watching like, you somehow murders and stuff yeah yeah because they're watching to make sure you don't hoard any food right um but I was also scared or not scared but you know what I mean when um he's like what item did you bring he's like the samurai plus and he pulls out his big ass <laughs> knife and you're like oh right. shit mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah you want to get into some spoilers sure yeah yeah so yeah it's uh, the whole the whole movie just every floor was interesting every character he meets was fascinating uh you know you then you bring in like the girl who's coming down the floors that was interesting and then you have like interactions with the people above and below and it's just there's a lot of like characters and they were all important and it's just so fascinating um yeah just so many things like philosophically what did that character that coming down the floors mean uh, later on, what did the kid mean? What did the you know the people above who would like shit on the food or shit on the guy and not let him up? It's just it so many interesting hilarious moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, or even the old guy like taking a piss on on the food before yeah. it goes down. It's just yeah. it's so many it. interesting moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, first of all, I don't think the kid was ever there. Um, I think that was a you know thing of their you know hallucination or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the dessert, um, the reason that the fucking guy freaked out was because the dessert was the thing they sent up, and that was kind of like the ending was in the middle. You know what I mean? Like they kind of flipped it a little bit. So he was, he was upset that the the hair was on it because it was from the prisoners, and they missed the 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 chefs missed the point of the message being like, hey, we're we're still human enough to not eat this fucking cake and the message they took from it which was that they didn't eat it because there's a hair on it yeah so their message was completely wasted because the chefs didn't even give a fuck they just saw something else so i don't think the kid was ever there to be honest i think that chick was just crazy um man fucking i I like that movie a lot yeah that's actually i didn't think of that actually at all todd but it does i mean it totally makes sense in its own right because like obviously like you know think you know you think of like obviously there's like a lot of things with society obviously the 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 higher class the middle class lower class and like you know complete and utter poverty um it would make sense that the people up top would 
like consider the message would just be like oh the food had a little hair on it and like completely be oblivious that people are completely suffering and not getting the food like at the bottom so uh i didn't like i didn't honestly like that's not how i perceived like the movie like i thought the girl was real like but it makes sense but like your theory makes total sense too to me i just don't see how the girl would have survived though she was on the very bottom level right and you know food didn't get there unless the body fell Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I figured she kind of just did what she had to do, but like, or like, I don't know. But like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I don't, what do you think, Steve? So I think the girl was there. I think that, and I figured the, the girl, the, the one who doesn't talk there that's going down the levels, I think her purpose was to bring that girl food every time. So she grabbed something and always make sure that she had food going down. And I don't know if you noticed, every time that she even stayed on a level, she always had either it's like, guts from somebody or she always had something that she'd bring down with her right and Mm -hmm. i think she bought her down and there was this interesting moment where the second girl said there's no kid up there i I know because she worked for like the administration Mm -hmm. and i saw that as kids are often lost in the shuffle of the crap that adults go through like uh you know the wars socialism capitalism uh, communism, whatever it is, the kids are always like kind of invisible to them. Like they don't think about the impact that it's going to have on the kids. So I think that she was kind of the symbol of future generations. Like these people are only thinking of themselves and not the effect it's going to have on the bottom level, which is the next generation, which brings to the end when you know she's ascending that it's a symbolism for her fate is uncertain because we don't see what happens to her because we don't know what the next generation is going to go through. But we need to think, we need to be cognitive that our decisions affect, you know, people that have to live through our mistakes. And that's, that's why I think the kid was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I was perceiving it too. Pretty similar thoughts, Steve, but I, I really like your theory too, Todd. I mean, it's, I mean, definitely a movie that has a lot of, you know, thinking, uh, points to it so i mean i don't think there's any wrong answer here yeah i agree i don't think they're because yeah i can see both points like and then there's more points to it too like (laughs) yeah yeah you know honestly i was a little bit you know unpleased with the ending i I wanted a little bit more with it i didn't like how it's left to be you know interpretation um but maybe it's just because i like the film so much i wanted to continue yeah and it's kind of abrupt yeah, I mean, it was definitely abrupt, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've seen that a lot, Todd, um, online. I've seen a lot of people complain, saying, oh, I love the movie, but the ending, like, you know, sucked, or I just did not like the ending at all. I, I personally didn't have a problem with it. I, I thought, you know, I mean, because obviously, I, and I interpreted the movie a, lot, a little differently than you did, but, you know, I figured the girl was the message they, that she was going up and the message was going to be delivered. Um, so that's just kind of how I took it. And then obviously piggybacking off what kind of Steve was said that um, her, you know, I didn't think of this, but, you know, listen, hearing Steve say it, that, you know, it, there was, there's uncertainty there and stuff like that. I mean, it made sense to me now that he says that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it personally. Yeah. And the, I was thinking about this as well, because it does end very abruptly that I don't, I can't see what they could have shown beyond that that would have been a satisfying ending. So I like it that they stopped it there, 
because it really brings it to your imagination because, you know, if they actually tell you what's up there, then you're kind of not thinking about it. It's just, this is what happened. Whereas now it's, oh shit, did, did this happen? Did this happen? You don't know. You kind of debate it. Was it a message? See, all three of us have had a different interpretation of that kid. Mm-hmm. And I think if they shown her get to the top and, you know, be the message or whatever, then we wouldn't have had this debate because it would have been obvious. It would have been, yes, the kid that exists and this was it. Whereas now we're thinking about it more, which to me makes the film a little deeper and a little better. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. And then we, obviously we didn't really get into it yet, but like, man, when him and that guy concoct the plan, obviously they're on, we go through, so we go through what, level 48, and then he ends up in level 140 something, and then he goes lower, right? He goes into the 200s at one point. Two, yeah, 202 or something. 202. He goes back up to like seven though, doesn't he? Then he goes up to like six. Yeah. And then when he's on six, he meets, he gets a new roommate. He goes through a couple of roommates. Um, you know, he, he has a woman who worked for the thing who, um, you know, a lot of people see her as, uh, I guess you could say she would be, you know, the woman who's work. you know, if we're looking at it from like a societal, um, aspect, she's kind of like the woman who worked for government and like now she kind of like has retired and kind of wants to make a difference for like after she's retired type thing. That's kind of like how I took her character. And yeah, so like that's it, you know, and she has the dog and all that. Um, but then, you know, she ends up, they end up going down together to like a level two, whatever. And she commits suicide down there. Um, which I mean, I mean, basically all hope was lost at that point for her. When you get to that past a certain level, you're not going to get any food. People get desperate, which we see once he gets up to level six, he meets his black, uh, his black friend there. And the two of them concoct the plan to, you know, get all the way to the bottom and make and have the message be, you know, hey, like we fed everybody and there's still food left. And, you know, we're showing that we can ration. And obviously they do find the girl along the way and the, the message kind of changes a little bit. But, man, the that descent down is just what a fucking wild ride. And, like, that's when a lot of the horror comes into play, too, because man, we see some fucked up shit on the way down. Yeah, man. Not to gloss over, too, when he, the black guy's originally trying to climb himself up and no one wants to help him. Right. And then the girl shits on his face, like, literally. Yep. It's, like, a hilarious moment, but also pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. uh, I like how he threatens, our our main character threatens the people below him, like, hey, if you don't do what you say, I'm going to shit in your food every day. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. And I thought that was an interesting, like, philosophical point, too, where the whole movie is about capitalism, kind of where the people on top get more and the lower level you are, the worse it is. But then it also presents kind of socialism where these people are saying, okay, we want everything to be equal so everyone's fed. But if anyone didn't listen to them, they'd bash their brains in. So Mm -hmm. what gives them the authority to be kind of the moral high ground? So it shows that both systems don't work you know unless everyone's on board and it's kind of an interesting there, there is no answer you know whether you're on left side or you're on the right side or whatever side you are neither of them are good if not if everyone's not you know in the the same playing field and it was an interesting concept that he kept going down and you know and because you don't know people's situation everyone had you know one guy's in a wheelchair you know when 
you don't know people's situation. How, how can they be the people who decide how big the rations are? Some people need more food. Some people can live on less food. It's, it's just so, there's so many interesting questions in this movie that is great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And did you notice that the final level we actually find out? So like the whole movie, you're trying to figure out, okay, like how many levels are there? And, you know, at one point, like they try to figure it out. He, you know, he was like counting in between. Um, and we finally find out there's 333 levels. Interestingly enough, each level, each level is there for two minutes, the food. So you times that and you have the devil's number, 666, which I thought was an interesting little uh, and, thing. And, and two people as well, which means there's 666 people in right. prison, right? So Yep. So yeah. I thought that was a cool little thing. And, that, and uh, I was reading this in the trivia that the platform basically runs for... So if you do the math, at 333 levels, two minutes per level, that's 666 minutes which translates to 11 hours and six minutes. So that's how, that's how, how the platform descends every day. <laughs> huh. Mm-hmm. So is it hell? I mean, it can't, right? Like in a way, right? Like I think there's definitely a metaphor there that like the, the lower you go, it's like basically a descent into hell, you know? Uh. And is it, Oh, and it's like and it's like another like thing for society like when you're that poor like it is like a personal hell for you yeah yeah and also the way i saw it is uh is this a, like their version of selling your soul to the devil because not all of them are necessarily prisoners right and this guy wanted a degree so was this like when he's signing that contract at the beginning kind of selling his soul to the devil for him to get what he wants you know and that, that's right. another way i saw it Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to school man damn exactly no exactly <laughs> but he wants to go through the easy way so he does oh, basically sell soul point. to a level right uh yeah. and th- that's something else that was super interesting it kind of taking that aspect of it and playing with the 666 number and everything and the dark pit at the end it's uh that's how i saw it is kind of that's what they're doing is trying to take the easy route so selling their soul for you know whatever they want you know it'd be a good triple feature would be this movie Cube and Snowpiercer. Mm, yeah, totally. Snowpiercer is another good one. Hell yeah. What would you guys do, man, if you're, you know, top 10 platform levels? Would you gorge yourself? I mean, I would like to say I wouldn't, but I mean, that prison is so fucking ruthless. Like, I think you kind of have to, right? There's no, there's no, you can't reason with anyone there. So it's like, what can you do? Like, you really can't, like, you really can't do anything like at that point, you know? So I think you just have to just, you know, pig out, I guess. <laughs> I think, I think you have to, because you don't know yeah. if you're going to be fucked the next month and have to have the extra pounds. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you do have an unlimited supply of water. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. At least, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of fucked. Like I don't, if you're down on like level three, like if you're down on like the three hundreds, like what do you do? Like, right. You have to kill one of you have to kill the other guy right and just survive off his flesh yeah like because what else can you do like i mean obviously we see that amongst the descent like once they get into the low like the hot the near the 300s fucking people are just killing each other and just fucking going crazy so yeah and it's kind of like kind of like world hunger right like we're when you know you guys are american i'm canadian we we are kind of like lucky in kind of 
you know, being born into a pretty good place. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, like we, eat, you know, a lot, <laughs> it's that uh, we're, that's just the way we live here. And the lower levels kind of represent maybe countries that don't have that. But, you know, it's not like, are you rationing your food because Africa is not eating? It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's first world problems, man. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? That's kind of another thing. This, this whole movie is kind of showing you, like, if you're in level five or six, you're not really thinking about level 250. You know, you're kind of just thinking of, well, I need to survive, so I need this amount of food. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting. Steve bringing all the good points today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm interested to see what other movies the filmmaker has made before. See if I can find any. Yeah, I haven't looked at his IMDb. I'm not really sure what else he's done, but I know Snowpiercer is the same guy who just did Parasite, if I'm not mistaken. Was that the same guy? I think so. It, it is, cool. yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. I love Snowpiercer, man. And he did The Host. Yeah. Did you Did you know that Snowpiercer and Willy Wonka are connected? No. No? <laughs> really? Oh, my God. There's a YouTube theory. Uh, Google is um, Snowpiercer and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. And I don't want to ruin it for you because it's really good. But, yeah, um, Chris Evans confirmed, like, okay, we'll allow this to be canon. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually I'm looking up the director right now. This was actually his feature film debut. Wow. He's going to do this great shit. <laughs> yeah. he, yeah. Did two, he did two shorts before this. Nice. But this was, yeah, this was his first thing. He's also, uh, uh, yeah, he, yep, he, he hasn't done much. He's only, he's produced 11 things, directed three, this being his feature. Yeah, so yeah, and uh, I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to find his uh, his age, but I it, it doesn't show his age on IMDb, so I'm not sure how old he is. Well, he, he's pretty young because I saw yeah. a behind the scenes picture of him uh, working, and he, he looks like to be maybe in his thirties. Okay, well I'm definitely excited to see what he does next then. <laughs> For sure. What uh, item would you guys bring? Yeah, actually, actually uh, the, the one. So we had two questions about. Uh, the platform one of them from erec 82 that's our buddy eric uh he asked that exact question what one item would you bring with you if you had the choice well um i would bring <laughs> i'd bring the everlasting gobstopper from Willy Wonka the chocolate factory. <laughs> can you bring a like a one of those 50 pound chocolates yeah, I'm assuming you can't bring food because uh, yeah. I'm sure that's against the rules. Uh, I would, I guess. Well, like, see, like, here's the thing. Like, you do really, you really don't know what you're getting into. So, like, after seeing the movie, I would bring a weapon, right? Like, yeah. but like, off, like, if I didn't know any better, like, I would probably like think to bring like a TV or something like that, you know? Or a book like that dude did. <laughs> yeah, or a book. Yeah, or like an iPad or like something or like a video game system. Yeah, I'd probably bring like a baseball bat. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, it's it's a kind of two-ended question, right? If you don't know what you're getting into, what do you bring? And if you do know what you're getting into, what do you bring? Right. Yeah, because if I did know what I was getting into, I'd also bring like a knife, right? Because it's uh, it's the only well, way. Well, one guy had a fucking there. sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was super interesting. But if I didn't know, like if I thought this was like Survivor when they used to let people bring items, I don't know. Uh, probably a book, like like him, just a big probably the stand. <laughs> like it's a big book. I can read it a few times, six yeah. months, you know. That's uh, or even maybe just actually, you know, better than that, I'd bring uh, an empty book and a pen so I can like just write, write and do, do stuff while I'm there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 
and Todd, you'd bring a bat still? Yeah, a nice ranged weapon would be good. Nice. Uh, he also had another question. He said, if you woke up on level 200, what would you do? We got to kill the guy. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I guess I I would try to reason with the guy first. I'd be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're each going to, like, cut, like, ourselves, like, our flesh off each other. And, like, we'll just kind of live off that. Like, but who knows if you can. Like, I guess it depends, like, if you can trust the person or not. Maybe if you've been with them long enough. Like, maybe if you started with them on, like, level 6 and 10 and stuff and you develop a relationship. Like, maybe you could kind of, like... I'm killing you, Joe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm most people would. There. I'd probably be, end up dead. Cause I, I'd probably end up dead because I'd probably try to reason and then they'd fucking kill me. <laughs> uh, would you rather eat, in, in that scenario, would you eat yourself? Or would you eat, like, would you trade toes with me or what? I'd, like, probably just try to eat myself. Uh, like, I like my, how he's like, I'm not going to eat, eat your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do that, though? I mean, dude, if you're that desperate, right? If, like, after, like, you know, a couple weeks of start... Like, because you can, what, probably go... What, how long can you go without food? Like, you can live off water, I know, for, like... Probably a couple weeks, like, at least, right? A couple right? weeks, maybe? And after that, like... Obviously... Well, he's, he's... He said you could survive a month, like, what, maybe one time without... Without if food. You're, yeah, without food. But if you're stuck the second month, you're kind of fucked, you know? Right. That, that was uh, the thing, so... so yeah. It says on Google about three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure give or take that with certain people. Right. All right. And you're just hoping for something to fall from. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what I would do. It's it's because cra- you know we're level-headed and everything. So what in that situation where you're starving and you're isolated and you're it's it'd be totally different probably. Mm-hmm. I, you know what, I would, I understand what the old man was was doing, but I think it was very mean spirited to even like let him be alive, you know. So I don't think I would go that route, yeah. tying him up. Because that's he just was gonna up. kill him though, or do you think he really was just going to like eat his flesh and then let him live? I know that's sucks. <laughs> You're torturing him for thirty days. Yeah, but I mean, well, it, it, the meat spoils, right? If he dies, that's true. What are you gonna tell him next month? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you guys are on level one, you're like, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what, would your food, what would your food choice be? Because everyone got to pick their favorite food. Ooh, country fried steak. All right. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, maybe wonton soup. Oh, interesting. I wouldn't trust the soup though. Someone fucking jizzed. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he, he does he doesn't know the context. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. What about you, Joe? I'd probably just go pizza. <laughs> Jalap- little jalapeno. Yeah, probably. I'd probably go straight, just straight cheese, because I feel like jalapeno might not be good, especially in the prison setting, like because you're shitting like with the person in there and stuff. So. <laughs> Maybe oh buffalo chicken actually chicken wings sound good too. Yeah, chicken wings would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you get you know if you're lucky enough. <laughs> you just gotta like order something that everyone hates maybe. What do we do we ever find out like what the absolute last level that gets food is or like what can we assume would be like the last. It level? depends every day probably right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean he didn't get any food at level two hundred two so. 
like is it like from 180 to freaking 333 they just don't have food you know yeah pretty much who knows right yeah yeah, yeah that food was pretty nasty when he was in level like was it 46 or whatever just a slop yeah 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 i had a hard time watching it let alone like <laughs> if i were there like I, I i'm very i'm not good at looking at people like eating gross stuff and stuff that will make me gag so uh, yeah i don't know if i could survive this whole situation mm-hmm. um we did have another question this one comes from your geeky neighbor he says i enjoyed the film and really feel it as a one-off film uh only answer my question if you're spoiling the film which we are discuss the ending we did i liked the film once again but the film's ending felt a little bit like oh well movie over not much resolution the film does not need a sequel. Felt like a lot left uh, questions in regard to the platform facility. So I guess the question is, do you guys see a sequel to this thing? No. I hope uh, not. I don't think it needs it. I don't, I don't think it needs it, but Cube 2 and 3 are, are not terrible, so I can see someone doing a yeah. spinoff. So you think like maybe like prequel maybe like just more of what's going on in the prison but like where do you go like i mean yeah i just don't know how you end it would end it but yeah i mean i know uh cube the prequel has like a the designer who knows a lot of shit going into the cube mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool so maybe something like that but no i i much prefer a standalone yeah yeah i think it, it yeah i like the i like the amb- ambiguity if i can uh, i can't fucking talk yeah, you got it <laughs> uh i like that uh, yeah i like that it's you know left up for interpretation and yeah i I don't need to know like how the prison was built or like why it's kind of where it is or anything i totally agree i I don't think this movie needs a sequel uh i mean if he has a great idea for it then sure but uh not every movie needs a sequel and i think like you said joe i think uh, the ambiguity of this whole thing is just perfect for this that's all the questions we had. All right. Well, ratings then? Sure. Yeah. All right. I'll start off. Uh, like I said, I, I really love this one. This one was like a, a, a real like surprise to me and like a breath of fresh air. It's It was original and uh, yeah, one of the best of 2020. 2021. Is that what we're in now? <laughs> I've lost this quarantine has really put, put us, I forget what year it is now. Uh, definitely one of the best of the year though, so far. Um, and it's uh, an eight and a half for me. I concur, but I put a little bit higher at 8.75. I really, I don't know what I wanted with the ending. I think Steve makes a lot of sense that if we had any more then none of my theories would work. Um, I still wanted a little bit more. So 8.75, but still, I mean, excellent. And I'm close to you guys, a little higher than that. And I'm at a nine. Ooh. I really like this movie. I It's one of those movies that's staying with me and that I'm going to think about for a while. And I uh, one that I'm actually anxious to go back into maybe in like a month just to kind of, you know, uh, let it settle a little bit and then watch it again. Uh, kind of like what I did with, I guess, Hereditary and stuff. Now, I don't know if I'll like it as much a second time. You know, sometimes you mm-hmm. see something... Uh, twice but a nine is i feel comfortable with it i really really like this movie obvio (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a good question like um like would you so if you went and rewatched it and like 
it just didn't hit the same impact, like, would you rate it less or would you rate it on your first watch? Because I, I, mean, I do think the first watch is pretty important when rating a movie. Um, I think you can adjust it a little bit. Like, that's what I did with my year year endings. You know, like I watched The Perfection the first time and then the second time I dropped it a couple of ranks, but sure. still in the same, you know, ballpark. But I think mm-hmm. some movies, I mean, like we were talking about the others earlier, like you can't, not see that twist anymore you know what i mean right exactly 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 that's kind of why i say that because it's like that first watch is just so important because you don't know what's coming and then you watch it a second time you know what's coming so it can kind of definitely uh take it down some notches just because you're expecting it so um yeah i don't know just a thought it it depends on the movie for me yeah Uh, like you said when it's a twist ending like this then i tend to remember my first time and will keep the score for my first time Mm-hmm. unless I have, like, a significant shift in watching it a second time, which has happened, you know. Uh, usually for the better, though. Usually it's yeah. rare that I go for the worst, but sometimes maybe I just was in the mood the first time or something, and then I watch it again. I'm like, you know, I was, this was actually way better than I remembered. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it'll probably stay in mind until the end of the year and more, most likely be in my top three at this point. So, I, yeah, I don't see anything taking it out because there's nothing coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Horse Squad recommended. Did Sam watch this show? Do you know what she, she thought? has not? No, she has not watched it yet. So I'm, I, I told, I said, I told her I was like, you have to watch this. It was really good. So uh, hopefully she watches it soon. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you listen to our last episode's Charles Band's interview, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. And also, uh, if I could ask a little favor from you guys, uh, give us a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps us out a bunch, and we'd love to hear your feedback. So, uh, yeah, just review the show, and we'd really appreciate it. Definitely. And uh, what are we doing next week? Have we decided yet? Colorado Space, was that a thought? I think we're thinking Colorado Space or maybe Corona Zombies. Um, okay. Depending on, you know. Follow our social media and we'll keep you guys up to date. Yes, sir. And if you have any suggestions, people, send those in too. Yeah. yeah absolutely. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.